You are now tuning into the No Sight Set Podcast. In this episode, it's all about the Boston Celtics. The champions of the East, the quest for Banner 18 is in reach. That's a bar. Yeah. They complete a wire-to-wire victory on Miami's home court. The Celtics going to their 22nd NBA Finals. Oh my, I uh, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. The Boston Celtics, my Boston Celtics, are headed back to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. It's been a couple of days since Game 7, and I'm still in shock that it actually happened, that the Boston Celtics are back in the finals and i'm and i say that i'm in shock it's because it's been a long journey it's been these past 12 years have been tumultuous in the sense that you no know, the celtics have appeared in the conference finals but they never got over that hump they never advanced past that series that stage of the playoffs and for it to now happen with this group, this iteration of the Boston Celtics, I'm, I'm just elated. I'm overcome with emotion. You know, on that Sunday night when that final buzzer went off, Al Horford threw the ball up in the air. I actually was at a bar, or not a bar, sports pub, I guess, with uh, some friends who were watching the game as well, who were, I guess... We're rooting against the Celtics because, you know, we're in SoCal, Southern California. They're Laker fans and stuff, except for uh, Hillary. Shout out to Hillary, who's actually a Warriors fan. So she was rooting for the Celtics to win that game just because of me, because I'm a Celtics fan. But now we're rivals for the next two, three weeks or so. So she got the Warriors. I got the Celtics. So it's going to be a fun series. But... Let me take you back to that final buzzer. I was very scared because the Celtics blew the lead. And Max Schroes hit that three over Al Horford's hand. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was kind of anxious. But at the same time, I was like, hmm, this is not looking good. But at the same time, it's our ball back. And we just need to score at least one basket to make it a uh, two-possession game. Marcus Smart, who is checking up threes during that time when he shouldn't, and he never should, 
got me messed up. So he went to the basket, which is great, but he threw it up and didn't even touch the rim. And then I think Jimmy Butler rebounded the ball and dribbled past half court, pulled up from three, and I was like, oh, my God. If that, that's going in. That's going in. That's, that's what I thought in my head. And then when he missed it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Grab the effing ball. Someone, please, anybody in green. So Jalen tipped the ball. Al Horford was able to secure the ball. He jumped as high as he could. Mr. 35-year-old OG Al Horford. And he secured it. He passed it to Smart. Smart, despite chucking up all those threes and missing all of them so badly or very short, made two clutch free throws to make it a two-possession game and ultimately did win us the game. And I... I looked at the, the TV screen at the, the pub and I saw Al Horford throw the ball in the air, like I said. I was, I shouted out, yes! And, oh, oh, let me uh, kind of paint the picture a little bit. So I was kind of scared after that Max Shoes 3. So I decided to uh, sit or kind of uh, squat next to the homie David and the other homie Eddie. Um, cause you know, I don't know. I was feeling very anxious. I need to like move around a little bit, kind of shake it off, you know, like try to be calm, but you know, be there for my team and stuff like that. And, uh, I squatted out through the ball in the air. I jumped up and I said, yes. And I went back to my seat and let me tell you, I immediately teared up. You know, I'm a, because, uh, you know, I, because, I, you know, I love my sports team. I'm very, I'm a very emotional um, fan, I guess, person in general. So for the Boston Celtics to finally, finally compete for an NBA championship for our potential 18th NBA championship. That would be the most NBA championships if we do win. So we can break this dumb tie with the Lakers for most championships in the league. No, I'm just messing. I don't want to be like, it's not a dumb tie. I mean, it's competition, you know. I'm just messing. But in the spirit of rivalry and, oh, who, who has one more than the other? It's a dumbass tie. But let's go back to the Celtics because shout out to Coach Ime Udoka. This is his first time being a head coach. He is a rookie head coach, and he was able to lead this team to the NBA Finals for the first time in a while. And I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I thought after a few months into the season – I thought Coach Ime was kind of out of his depth. He was a bit overwhelmed, you know, because Boston is a city that 
loves their sports teams. And if you play bad, they'll boo the crap out of you. They will let you know. So there are no excuses. Boston fans honestly have no patience. And they want their team to succeed. And if you're not succeeding, well, you're getting a very, very angry fan base coming at you, taunting you sometimes, booing you, and letting you know that you straight up freaking suck. Not this year. Not this year. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, the Jays, or I like to call them Trouble 07 because Tatum's number is zero and Jalen Brown's number is jersey number is number seven. Trouble 07. I'm so happy for those guys, man. And I honestly have not loved a Celtics team like this in a while. And it's primarily because of those guys, Jason and Jalen. They're both, I believe, 24 and 25, respectively. That's around my age. And I just have this imagination, this this thing where I kind of want to grow old with them. Like, me as a fan, them as Celtics for life. Like, it would be amazing. And it would be something to remember for the rest of my life. And I just really I just really hope they succeed bringing multiple championships, but let's not too get far ahead because this is their first time and to be honest, win or lose, it's been a successful season. Although I do want the chip though. Give me the gold. But for me, this season has been a trying one especially. They struggled in the beginning. In fact, uh, I mean, I believe I said this before in a previous episode, I was actually in Boston late last year for the season opener, the home opener, uh, when they played the Raptors, and they basically shot the bed. They lost by like 30-something points to a very, very mediocre Raptors team, to be honest. So... The defensive energy was not there. The The offense looked very, very um, slow and just stagnant at times. And it did not look good. Sure, there were highlight plays here and there, but ultimately it's a result-driven league and you got to get some dubs. And they lost badly. And those first couple of months were crazy. And then 2022 happened and they turned that shit around. I don't know what coach said or what happened, or maybe it was the the trades that we made to get um, Derek White and uh, get rid of some other players that we had in the beginning. But man, this team is pretty deep. We got a really good bench too this year. We got Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Derek White. You know, the Warriors are a very formidable team. They're, they are a proven champion. And arguably, they are a dynasty. 
they've gone to six NBA finals in the past eight years. They've only missed out twice. And that's just, just because that one of their top players, Clay Thompson, was injured for those years. And their best player is arguably a person, a player that, and their best pl- and woo, and man, their best player is Stephen Curry. Arguably changed the game. Like the way he makes threes, where he shoots it from, it's he is the best shooter we've ever seen, and you know we've seen Ray Allen, most of us. We've seen Reggie Miller, but. Stephen Curry changed the game with his shot making, his three-point sniping ability. So you got to give respect to Stephen Curry. Because, you know, Stephen Curry's first championship was back in 2015. You know, I do see some similarities in that team, that Warriors team, with um, the current Celtics team in the sense that you know, this is the first time to the big dance. They're hungry. They want more. They want this championship. They want their first championship. They want to bring a title back to Boston. And I just think it's going to be a great series overall. I think the Celtics match up with the uh, the Warriors very well. Um, it's going to be interest- interesting to see how these coaches um, kind of come up with their game plans and how they kind of move these chess pieces around, so to speak. It's going to be interesting. As far as my uh, series prediction goes, you know me, I got the Celtics. You know, I've seen some people say Celtics in five. I've seen people say Celtics in six and seven. I don't know about I don't know about Celtics in five because you know I gotta respect the champs or not the champs but they're proven to be able to win the whole thing. They're proven to they have the experience, basically. I think the Celtics are gonna win this in six, and I say six just because I feel like. The Celtics have the ability to play really well if they make or create mismatches. Marcus Smart and Stephen Curry, Derek White can probably have some some uh, time with Stephen Curry guarding him, running through those screens and whatnot. So it's going to be a very physical brand of basketball that the Celtics are going to bring and. I'm not sure that the Warriors are capable of lasting through that through that physicality, but you never know because they do have Draymond Green. He's their he's their heart and soul, and the Celtics have Marcus Smart as the heart and soul of the team. So you know it's it's a toss up, it really is. But I do think that the Celtics are bigger, longer. They play. Amazing defense. 
And I don't know. I just don't see the Warriors winning four games playing this defense. But at the same time, I could be totally wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and be all arrogant and cocky because this is Stephen Curry we're talking about. They have the offensive firepower to basically just blow us out. Oh, and they have Jordan Poole off the bench. That's insane. They basically, excuse me, have three amazing three-point shooters, three offensive weapons, and they have a serviceable fourth option in Andrew Wiggins who has blossomed during these playoffs. So I think it's going to be a really good series. Um, I know I said six, but if it goes seven, I wouldn't be mad. I would be nervous because it's back in San Francisco if game seven is necessary. But, oh yeah, let's talk about the NBA Finals and my series prediction. Uh, it makes me remember the first episode of this podcast in which I gave my NBA Finals prediction and oh my goodness, was I so wrong. I'm, I'm glad I'm wrong, but I was so wrong. If you go back to that first episode, my finals prediction was going to be Lakers versus Nets. It's crazy how uh, this, this season went. Lakers versus Nets. I really thought that. You know, I'm, I, of course I'm a Celtics fan, but I was being realistic with my finals prediction you know on paper both teams looked very good they were probably destined to meet in june for the championship i did not expect the celtics to be a top three seed in the east maybe number four maybe in the middle that would be a a big improvement from the previous season in which we were the eighth seed, we had to play the play-in tournament to get into the playoffs. We ultimately lost to the Nets in the first round last year. And now this year, we got revenge on them in the first round. We swept, swept four wins, zero losses to KD and Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets. Speaking of which, this was basically our revenge tour. You know, the Nets, we beat the Bucks, the defending champs, and Giannis. We beat the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. We beat these three teams I just mentioned were the three teams that basically beat us in the past three seasons in the playoffs. So... Revenge is sweet right now. We took the hardest path to the NBA Finals, and I'm so proud of my guys. And (laughs) I can't help but gloat. I'm sorry. I am smiling really hard right now because we, or not we, I'm not part of this team. I keep saying we for some reason. But they did it. They beat these teams, and... It just feels great. It feels amazing to beat, for Tatum especially, Jason Tatum, to go head-to-head with 
these amazing players, these superstars, KD, Kyrie, Giannis, and Jimmy Butler, I would probably say is a superstar. He played really well when he was aggressive in this series, in this past series. He was really good. But ultimately, Jason Tatum and the others, they overcame all of that. So revenge is sweet, but now we look forward to the future. We look forward to game one. My game one prediction, or the first two games, I think it's going to be a split. So the Warriors win one game, the Celtics win the other game, and we head back to Boston. For game one, I would like for Boston to kind of set the tone and win the first game. Um, of course, being 2-0 would be even sweeter. But to be realistic, I'm pretty sure the NBA wants this series to go to 7, 6 or 7. They want to milk this thing. They want to make money, money, moolah, cash out of the series. These two teams actually were kind of destined or back then were the two teams that I think most fans thought we would see in the finals back in 2018. But then LeBron uh, beat the Celtics in game seven in 2018, which kind of sucked. But that was... Jason Tatum's rookie year, and we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie Irving, who was a Boston Celtic at the time. My boys done grew up. They matured, and now they're playing for a championship, playing for a chip. Man, I want Banner 18 so, <clears throat> so bad. Yeah, I got the Celtics in six. Celtics in six. Celtics in six. <laughs> but yes i think that about wraps it up for this episode thank you so much for listening to no side said podcast um i know this was basically about the celtics nothing else and this not this probably for some of you guys may not interest you and i apologize but i had to let it out i had to do this emergency podcast episode because the finals are upon us. It's that time of the year. And my team, my squad, is playing for the championship. And best believe that I'm going to be tuning in to every game. So if I'm watching the, so if I'm watching the game and they're don't bother me, basically. Don't bother me unless, you know, we got plans to go out and watch the game, catch the game at B dubs or some other plays, some other joint. Don't bother me. I'm going to be watching the game. I'm going to be rooting for my guys in green. We want that banner 18. We want that banner 18, bruh. No question. It's up. C's up. <laughs> All right, that about wraps it up. Like I said, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the No Sites That Podcast. Appreciate all the support, all the listens. Oh, and uh, one last thing. Shout out to Jalen Brown. He recently signed with Kanye's marketing agency, Donda Sports. Good on him to um, maximize his earning potential, basically, to get the most money and to be 
marketed as a star as he should be on and off the court. And I'm uh, I'm happy for my guy, JB. Faith, consistency, hard work pays off. That is his signature acronym. That's actually his IG handle as well. So shout out to JB. And until next time, I'm out. Slime. Go Celtics. Out. Free.